We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Twenty minutes a day, three hundred sixty-five days a year. This is the Pack a Day podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of a Pack a Day podcast. Wherever you may be, and however you may be listening, thank you so much for making this part of your day. My name is Nick Schmitz, and I will be your host on this Sunday, December seventeenth, one week before Christmas Eve. Jimmy Christensen, uh, welcome. Uh, one week till Christmas. I know you got three little kids. Um, yeah. Are you all done with your Christmas shopping? Uh, that is that has been all my wife. I think I think we're done. I think so. See, you, you uh, ruined my follow up question. You ruined my because my follow up question was going to be, well, I feel like Des is the person in charge of that, which clearly she is. Yeah, I honestly like I know we have gifts because we've gotten Amazon deliveries and we live in the middle of nowhere. So there's really not many stores for us to go to anyway. So um, okay. I cannot tell you what's in the boxes, but we have boxes. <laughs> like, I, I cannot name one gift we got, but you know, I know we Jimmy, have gifts. It's almost the end of the year and they're giving out father of the year award at the end of the year. And not sure you're qualifying for father of the year, not knowing I, what's in your kids Christmas gifts. I well. You know, Des is great at giving gifts. I'm great at not caring. That's what she picks, <laughs> and it works out. Like I know they're good gifts, and uh, yeah, I don't know. As long as they get gifts, who cares? <laughs> are they Are they excited for Christmas? Yeah, no, they're super excited. Um, Hadley keeps asking me every day to put something in her stocking. So I've gotten to the point where I literally just put like a banana in there, and she gets super <laughs> excited because I kept running out of the good stuff. We ran out of like candy and cookies. I was like, "Well, here's is that because some fruit. you is that because you ate them all?" I had a good I ate I had a good portion. Des too. She <laughs> won't admit it, but she she has a damn sweet tooth every day. <laughs> all right. Well, Jimmy, it's great to be back with you after being off last week. Gage is 
Uh, not with us today because he is on his way to the game, and uh, he lives in in or around Indianapolis, I believe. So it's a little bit a longer trek for him. Jimmy, you are going to the game as well, are you not? Yep. Um, my sister and I will leave. I know we're recording a day early, so we'll leave Sunday morning um, and get up there. We have we have a shuttle that has an open bar, so we're going to see how the game. Only goes. in Wisconsin can you find a shuttle to a sporting event with an open bar yeah it's gonna get it's gonna be interesting i'm gonna have to be on my best behavior just to make sure my sister doesn't do anything dumb but it's gonna be fun fair enough and is this your first game of the year going to a packer game yeah been yeah to a this couple year other ones? no this is the first the first time this year last one i was two was the one against minnesota last year uh at lambo where we had the kickoff return so it's oh, been nice. almost okay yeah been almost about a year been almost about a year. Okay. Well, uh, you engage better make sure that the Packers bring home a victory because um, I'm not going to lie, Jimmy. We were talking before, and Monday night was was hard. Like, that was hard yeah. to deal with. Um, you know, I felt good about the Packers' last five games, and I figured they would lose one. But I felt good about the Giants game. I felt good about the Panthers game. And I felt good about the the Bears game. And the two games that kind of made me think, yeah, they could slip up here was Minnesota and Tampa Bay. And it stinks that going into that like last five stretch, you blew like because like the the reality is for Green Bay right now, they're six and seven. They're still in that seventh seed. And uh, I think I saw somewhere today that um, with a win over Tampa Bay, their playoff chances go up to like 72%. And yep. if they lose, they drop to like 21%, somewhere somewhere in that range. And so, you know, it, I, I kind of always thought going into the last five games, all right, four and one down the stretch should be good enough to get you in. Ten and seven should be good enough to get in, even as even if it's just the, the seven seed, right? Yeah. And – you blew like your, your one game cushion, right? So there's four games left and they essentially have to win out now to, you know, to, to get in. And now granted their schedule is, you know, apologies for my dog. Uh, (laughs) uh, I like hearing it. (laughs) uh, the, The schedule sets up well for them, right? Like Tampa Bay, they're a good team, not a great team. And you get yeah. that at home, uh, Carolina. I mean, that's the, that's the whole litmus test, right? For for the Packers, like if you can't go on the road and beat the Panthers next weekend, like I don't even care, like what the the numbers say, like you just you shouldn't be considered if you can't go to Carolina and beat the Panthers. Yeah, you know, and then you got the Vikings, which could be a tough game, but you know, right now they got they got a worse quarterback situation than most teams, and then mm-hmm. you finish out with the Bears. The Bears are still the Bears, so. Uh, it's looking good, but just a little disappointing um, that uh, you know that they blew that one game. And now this game is actually very, um, you know, obviously very important to the Packers. You got to win it, but it's also difficult because the Buccaneers, as it stands right now, are the the NFC South division leaders. Which I know when we look around the NFL like this, because that division is hot garbage, right? Yeah. And you know, the, the winner of that division may not even be above five hundred. Um, yeah. But the the way to you still have to think about it though is they're super motivated to come into to Lambeau and beat the Packers. Like their motivation for this game is super high right now, probably even a little bit higher than the Packers because you know they're looking at a division title. Green Bay is squarely looking at wild card at this point. 
Right. So, I mean, obviously both teams, Jimmy, very motivated to win. But, you know, this is now a very scary Buccaneers team coming into Lambeau. Um, and I, you know, I would not be surprised either way if the Packers won or lost this game. Yeah, that's the – it all depends. Like, we are notorious for playing to our the level of our competition. Like, that's been a thing under the floor area, era. I've said it before. Um, so that's why going into this past Giants game, I was kind of – Part of me was like, we did really well the last two games when we were playing with house money. Now we're expected to win. And if we win, our playoff hopes are on the line. So coming into this game, like it, it's both of these teams are in the same situation. If the Buccaneers win, they have a stronger grip on their division and they're going to most likely they have a great chance of making the playoffs. If the Packers win, that pretty much that knocks the Buccaneers down a lot too, because if the Falcons win that division, the Packers have that tiebreaker now at the Buccaneers to kind of have that last spot. It's going to be something like these young guys. Again, we've, we've harped on this all year. We're a young team. And at some point it, we're not playing with house money anymore. Like it, our destiny's in our hands. And like, you have to win out. Expe- like if you win out, we're in the playoffs, all of these teams, we should be able to beat the Buccaneers are, I don't know if it's just PTSD from the last few times we play them um, in the Rogers era, but it's obviously not the same team with Baker at quarterback, but um, it's just the Buccaneers are scrappy. They've been in games. They're better than people were expecting this year. But this is also, that being said, this is a very winnable game. Like we should, if Jordan Love plays how he did against the Steelers, against the Chargers, uh, the four games before the game against the Giants, like we should win that game. Like we should win this game. We have too much talent. We're, I think we're overall the better team. It's just, will we mentally be able to win it? We just can't shoot ourselves on the foot. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and I mean, and you, and you don't want to point to injuries because every team deals with injuries. But I mean, I swear, Jimmy, every week I look at the Packers injury report and like it feels like that injury report is never a single digit, like even high single digits at this point, I'll take like, I, and, and, it, and it quite honestly could be single digits, but it, it feels like it's just a, it feels like your Saturday to do list, you know, the week before company comes, right. It's just, it's never ending and it never looks good and it never looks fun. And you know, it's all the stuff that you don't want to see. Right. I mean, Christian Watson, listed as doubtful this week i mean that's really not that surprising considering he started off the year with a hamstring injury i'm sure they're going to be very cautious with him but i mean i don't even know why they're listing him as doubtful um because with how conservative green bay's medical staff is and this is not anything against them i'm just saying with their history doubtful is like it's synonymous with out yeah like (laughs) not playing yeah he's not playing right and then you know and then you just can't catch a break. You know, we don't know if Aaron Jones is going to play. Um, I wouldn't be surprised one way or the other. If he plays, I wouldn't be surprised. If he doesn't play, I wouldn't be surprised. And that stinks because A.J. Dillon broke his thumb on Monday. And yeah. I know there's been talks about, you know, he can, you know, can he give it a go and ball security. And I'll be quite honest, as somebody that needs ball security, a broken thumb does not give me great confidence. Like, It's not that I don't think he shouldn't like the ball security is the reason why I don't think he should play because I don't trust that a broken right thumb for somebody that's right-handed, you know, doesn't make me feel great about, you know, ball security. So then you're looking at what Patrick Taylor and uh, Kenyon Drake as your two running backs. Yeah. It's not ideal. 
not, like that. not not ideal you know and then uh, you know in D- uh, Dontavian Wicks um I haven't seen anything on him I know he's been dealing with the ankle injury all week I know he's listed as questionable yeah um but Two limited you know, practices which is good like I I if my gut says he probably plays I think I think so um I could not say that for anybody else on this list yeah. And so, and, and, you know, and now there's, you know, this is what the fifth week or so that Jair has been listed as questionable. No idea if he's going to play um, Darnell Savage listed as questionable. Eric Stokes listed as questionable. Um, you know, so it, it's just, it, you know, it's a, it, it was a tall task to begin with. And then you add all these injuries in, um, you know, it, it's, it's definitely going to be, you know, it's going to be a difficult fight for Green Bay, you know, with, with all these injuries. And I mean, I don't know, I don't know how much of it uh, was due to Christian Watson, but I mean, you look at the three game win streak that they went on and Christian Watson was a big part of all three of those games. Yep. And then he goes down with the injury and then they don't look all that great on offense the one week he doesn't play. So he clearly is drawing lots of coverages. He's clearly a playmaker. You know, I, I, he's gotten over some of it. I know early on in the year, a lot of us were frustrated with him, maybe not going up and fighting for footballs, but he seems to be like a bigger loss now than Aaron Jones. And earlier in the year when they both weren't playing, I was like, no, Aaron Jones is far more valuable to this team than Christian Watson. And now while they're both valuable, Christian Watson being out right now seems to almost hurt the Packers more than Aaron Jones being out. Yeah. I think part of it too, is they kind of got used to Aaron Jones with him just missing most of the year. And I know Watson too, he's, he's dealt with injuries, but like you had someone that kind of step in with AJ Dillon and his, his plays improved, but with Christian Watson, his skill set is so, so unique. Like you can, you can coach up and coach around your top running back being out. Uh, Teams do it all the time. And as bad as it is, like Aaron Jones, I would love for him to play. But at the end of the day, the running back position is something that is so can be dictated a lot by by scheme, by the offensive line. That at the if you have someone serviceable like Dylan, it's not as much of an impact. But for the skill set that Watson brings, there's no one else on this team can do it. So you're just taking away the guy who's being double teamed most, and now that's putting more pressure on a lot of young guys like like Wicks, like Reed, to try to find those openings and find the soft spot in the coverage for, for Jordan love. And they, they've done, they didn't do well last week. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I can't say that they did not do that well last week. And I think it was Ross Unglum. I don't know how to say his last name. Ross from Packer report mentioned uh, having Christian Watt, you can handle having Musgrave or Watson out, but you can't ha- like it's hard to handle having both Musgrave and Watson out because those are your speed threats. Like Musgrave obviously isn't as fast as Watson, but as a tight end, his speed separates himself from other people. And you do have to like a linebacker is not going to be able to keep up with him in coverage. It's just not possible. He's too big to have a corner on him. So he's somebody you have to watch. And now with Watson too, it's just, he's not going to play. They're going to have to figure it out. And to jump on the defensive side of the ball too. uh, I would like to hope we have a better showing than last week. Um, One of the things that is nice is Mayfield is a little different than DeVito. Like we saw DeVito last week go from like read one, read two, okay, I'm going to run and scramble. And that's what he did. The thing with Mayfield, though, is he will hang back there because he's going to try to make the big play. He's not going to take those five, six yards he can he can rush for. He's going to stay back there, hang in the pocket, try to scramble around, 
and make something. A lot of time he's forces the ball down the field, which so we should have uh, we should have chances for interceptions. The issue is I don't know who the hell is going to guard Mike Evans because Valentine is going to get smoked by him. Uh, if Eric Stokes comes back, that's a hell of a first game back having Mike Evans as a guy you're guarding. No, Jair kidding. comes back like. Are you are you healthy enough to guard someone like Mike Evans is extremely underrated. He has like I think he's on season six in a row of a thousand yard seasons. I think it's I think it's eight. Yeah, so it's, it's like it's more than six. Yeah, it's like eight. It's he's so good. He's low key, probably the least talked about great receiver in the league. He should be a Hall of Famer. Like from stats, like his impact stats alone, he should be a Hall of Famer. The problem is he had J- Jameson Winston, Ryan Fitzpat, Ryan Fitzpatrick. And now Baker Mayfield at his quarterbacks outside of Tom Brady. Like it's just he got buckled down by that. So it's gonna be it's it's gonna be coming down to stopping him on that on that <laughs> on our defense. But with our secondary right now, it's like who the hell's gonna step up and do that? Yeah, it's it's definitely gonna be a challenge and um and you know, just so many question marks for this Packers team right now. And they've dealt they've dealt well with adversity most of the season. Um you know, obviously there was that stretch where they came up short, you know, five weeks in a row. But um, I mean, the one thing that I will say as frustrating as Monday's loss was, there was one thing that I looked at that made me feel good about not not that they lost, but like the silver lining was there didn't seem to be any quit in the team. Right. You know, I, I mean, yep. I'll be honest. When Carlson missed the field goal, uh, I think it was 21 to 13 at that point. Like, I was like, yep, that's just the way the night's going. Like, you're like, you know, like I didn't think that they would be able to go down and score, but they just, they didn't quit. Um, And, you know, unfortunately it came out on the wrong side of, you know, of the game, but this team doesn't seem to have any quit in them, which is obviously a really good thing, especially if they're going to make a push down the, down the road here. But um well, Jimmy, let's jump into the game itself. I mean, we kind of touched on the defensive side of the ball, but, you know, what what is something that you're keeping an eye on, um, you know, on the offensive side of the ball for the Packers uh, against the Buccaneers? So you guys have probably noticed by now that the Packaday podcast is 365 days a year, and we've now been doing this for over five years. You've probably also noticed that I haven't missed too many episodes over the years, and let me tell you, that isn't by mistake. The truth is, before I started the podcast, I used to get sick way more often. I figured at the time that it was just happenstance, wrong place, wrong time, maybe ran into someone with the wrong germ, and I got sick. What the heck was I supposed to do about it? Then I had a friend recommend to me a vitamin regimen that helped my immune system, and ever since I started boosting my immune system, my instances of being sick drastically decreased. Turns out, wasn't always just happenstance after all. When I was sick, I wasn't feeling focused. I felt sluggish, and that led me to fall behind on my work and left me stressed out. Me taking vitamins helped, but then I ran into a different problem. Taking multiple vitamins every day was becoming a hassle, and I figured there had to be an easier way. That's when I started drinking AG1. When I started drinking AG1 daily, I not only continued to boost my immune system, I also had more energy and was able to replace all of my multivitamins. That's because AG1 is a foundational nutritional supplement that supports your body's universal needs like gut optimization, stress management, and immune support. Since 2010, AG1 has led the future of foundational nutrition, 
continuously refining their formula to create a smarter, better way to elevate your baseline health. Not only did I replace my multivitamin with AG1, but I love that every scoop also includes prebiotics, probiotics, and digestive enzymes for gut support. That's why I'm proud to have AG1 as a sponsor for the Packaday podcast. AG1 is the supplement that I trust to provide the support my body needs daily. If you want to take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3, K2, and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash packaday. That's drinkag1.com slash packaday. Check it out. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's the holiday season, and in our family, we're gearing up to get all of our holiday shopping completed so we can have those magical moments of giving the gifts that people are going to love, and we can see the joy on their faces when they open those gifts. As a father of a 6- and 10-year-old, those moments are magical, and they mean a ton to me. Now, you and your family may have different holidays or different traditions, but one thing remains the same. You get to define how you give to yourself this holiday season, and this holiday season is the perfect time to do just that. You could treat yourself to a spot. Maybe make your favorite meal for dinner, or maybe the best gift of all could be a gift of therapy. As I've talked about in the past, therapy has been a huge benefit to me in my walk in life. As much as we want to put life on cruise control and act like everything is perfect, the fact remains that life is hard and you don't have to walk that journey all by yourself. As soon as I realized that, is when my life took a turn for the better. Therapy has helped me focus, it's helped me avoid negative triggers, and it's helped me enjoy the little things in my everyday life. If you're thinking about starting therapy this holiday season, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be ultra convenient, and can be suited to your own unique schedule. In this season of giving, give yourself what you need with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com packaday to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash packaday. I think... The big thing, not I think, I know the big thing I want to look to uh, is just getting the run game going. Like we, Jordan Love the last few weeks has done really well uh, with play action. And right now, Vita Vea, their ridiculous defensive tackle, is doubtful for the game, hasn't practiced all week. Uh, Devin White, he'll probably play. He missed Wednesday, practice full practice Thursday, Friday. He'll he'll probably play, which is a big game for them too because he's, he's a great linebacker. But uh, they're also missing another defensive tackle like this is a game where they're going to have to establish the run a bit which that's what sucks is dylan being questionable is being questionable but even with patrick taylor who did well last week we have to make them at least respect the run game to be able to have play action because they're missing some key players too like carlton davis is out um jamel dean is questionable ryan neal their safeties uh he's doubtful so they're missing players so if we can establish this run game take advantage of some of their injuries like they're going to do to us and Jordan Love can kind of pick them apart and play action, give their receivers some time to get downfield, to make their moves, to get open for Love, I think is going to be something that we're we're going to have to see. Like Love has been really well, been doing really well with play action. Uh, and just to get that defense to hesitate just for a second with this young team is going to just open up a lot of stuff. But that's all going to come back to can we run the ball? Because if they're going to stuff us every time, they're not going to respect the run game. It doesn't matter. Uh, we have to have somebody – somebody step up and uh and do well there yeah and i'm i'm kind of with you there but just the running back position in general even beyond the running game because one of the things that we've seen over the last several weeks with green bay is you know especially aj dylan he's been doing a great job on pass plays catching check down throws and turning them into you know six seven eight you know ten plus yard gains um 
And, you know, so especially with, you know, we don't know if Aaron Jones is going to play. And if he does, he's probably not 100%, right? Um, and, you know, A.J. Dillon, like, that's the one, that's the other question, too, with a broken thumb is, like, you talk about ball security, but just even out of the backfield, you know, if Jordan Love throws him a ball, you know, like, how much tape and, and you know, protection he's going to have on that thumb, can he even be useful in the passing game? And then beyond those two, then you're getting into Patrick Taylor and most likely Kenyon Drake. And obviously Kenyon Drake is a name that most people have at least recognized. And whether or not he still has anything left, you know, we'll find out. But, I mean, he's only been with the Packers, what, this is week two now? Two. Right. So, you know, how much of the offense does he really know? Um you know, and Patrick Taylor has been serviceable, but I mean, has I don't know if he's necessarily proven that he can be your, you know, bell cow for an entire game. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, just obviously, like you said, with with the run game, you know, who is going to be the ball carrier and, so that, you know, we can actually establish a run game and get the play action to work. But then also on the flip side of that, like. I feel like I don't know if it's by dis- because I'm not smart enough to understand Matt LaFleur's offense to its peak. But from what I've seen this year, the running backs in the passing game, both pass blocking and pass catching, like they've been a big part of it. And so, you know, how does how do the running backs look in the passing game as well? Um, you know, obviously, if Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon go like you feel pretty good about it. But, you know, those injuries, you know, how much they play, do they play? And then, you know, Patrick Taylor and Kenyon Drake, you know, how how do they step up and fill those roles, not only in the running game, but in the passing game as well. So, yeah. And Dylan, but the thing with Dylan, too, man, is he's been blocking his ass off in pass pro like that. He he picked up some blitz against the Giants last week and he's done really well there, which I know Patrick Taylor's known for his pass pro, which is kind of some of the reason that in special teams, why he was able to hang around so long with the Packers. But even just if Dylan, that's going to be such a, an area where we're going to miss Dylan too, is just giving Jordan Love those extra seconds um, or extra milliseconds sometimes. But it's going to be interesting. But all I know is Tucker Craft, three touchdowns. Doesn't matter. I'll have his jersey on, so that's going to be good luck. <laughs> okay. He's well, been I'll, doing well too, though. I did want to mention him for just a little he, bit. He Tucker has Kraft been. Has been Yes, he is, because I'll be honest, when when Musgrave went out with that injury, like I knew, like, obviously they drafted Tucker Craft this year, but he up until that point, he hadn't been doing nearly as much as Musgrave. And I was kind of worried. I was like, man, that sucks. And then like Musgrave went down and Kraft became the number one. And I mean, he hasn't to this point been the same as Musgrave, but he is showing to be very valuable. Um, so it's good to see because next year, man, you might have two tight ends that go off on defenses so um well jimmy let's quick jump to the other side of the ball um you know we kind of touched on the mike evans part of it but you know what are you looking for with this packers defense against this buccaneers offense today it's besides mike evans like rashad white he he can be sneaky in the back like he's not the best running back um but just Stop the damn run. Like that's the, that's what it's gonna come down to. This past week it was Davido. He killed us. Mayfield, he's not. I I do not think he'll have a game like that. It's just not his style. He'll scramble a little bit here and there. He'll take off if he needs to. But he's more of a quarterback who's gonna just hang in the pocket for something to happen. But if we just can finally just eliminate the run, we did well against Barkley. Yes, he had those two touchdowns. You get him within five yards of the end zone, that's probably gonna happen. 
But if we can just minimize the run game and really just focus on just taking that part out and then figuring out that Mike Evans part, because that's going to be what kills us. They're going to, he might not have like consistent, he might not have 12 catches, but you can guarantee Baker's going to give him chances to have those bombs. He does it every game. It's effort. Mike Evans is down there somewhere. We're going to bomb it. We have to do our best to minimize those and then not let the run game kill us. Because besides that, there's really Chris Godwin's questionable. Uh, if he does play, obviously that's another weapon there. I'm much more worried about their, their passing attack against our defense than their run um, talent wise, just the talent that they have at those positions. But I can see they're going to know our weakness as a run game and try to pick that apart too. Like that, if a team can run on you, they're going to tires out your defense sets up play action. Like it's the key to the game a lot of times. So if we can just minimize that, which is the same thing every damn week, it just doesn't change. I like, you could just honestly record, take this recording and just replay it every week of just stop the damn run. And that would solve it. Yeah. Well, and I mean, certainly when you play running backs, like Saquon Barkley, it makes it that much harder, but um, yeah, I mean, I I'm right there with you. Although the thing that I really, you know, in the Packers three game stretch in which, you know, they won, you know, it, it felt like they got, you know, they got three sacks on Patrick Mahomes. Uh, I think it was. And then, you know, they, they got pressure on Goff and they got pressure on Herbert. And it felt like last week against DeVito. Now, I know DeVito was not your typical drop back and throw the football kind of guy. And like you said, he read one, read two, and then take off and running. But there were so many times it felt like against the Giants where they got great pressure and then just let them run right past. And like, it wasn't like he like made a good move. It, it just, it felt like they almost like bulldozed right past him and and let him just get away and they it, it it felt like in the passing game that that front seven for green bay just did like they got pressure they just didn't make plays on it and um there was even one where i think it was a third down play devito should have been sacked and then he yep. ran for like 15 yards and that was one of the drives they ended up scoring a touchdown on. i think it was their first scoring drive yeah and you know so i want to see the front seven you know you don't need to get like five sacks but make baker mayfield feel uncomfortable put pressure on him and when you have the opportunities to get the sack don't let him get away because it felt like they had a lot of those monday against the giants yeah no that's that's a great point i honestly wish i would have said that instead <laughs> they need to they need to definitely <laughs> capitalize like you said they got pressure on devito he was just he was quick to get out of there um but you can't have the talent of Rashawn gary and Preston Smith on the outside, Kenny Clark in the middle. And then you have players like Carl Brooks who've been stepping up a lot too and not get a sack in a game against a quarterback who had the highest sack percentage. Baker Mayfield also has a high one. So this is a chance for them to kind of make up for last week. But if they go out and have another game where they don't get a sack, that is the most embarrassing thing for that defensive line. And they need to, they, they better be embarrassed and not want to show their face for a little bit because you can't go two weeks against two teams that give up the most sacks and not have at least one. Uh, so I'm with you that, that would be, that would be big too. just make yeah. Baker feel uncomfortable because he will make mistakes. That's how he is. Yep. Yeah. He is definitely, he, he kind of has a little bit of that Brett Favre vibe to him where yeah. he will make some really wild throws and you're like, where did that come from? And then there are times he'll make throws and you're like, like, do, do you play professional football, right? Like, how how are you making that? Like, what what is your thought process? So popping pills like Brett. 
<laughs> uh, so yeah, he, he'll definitely, he'll, he'll make some mistakes if you want and you just got to take, you got to take advantage of those. So, um, well, Jimmy, let's wrap this up real quick here. Um, give me a prediction for the game. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We should win this one. I'm going to be confident in that I'll be there. So that's going to give them approximately zero parts of good luck, but I'll try my best. Um, I'm going to go Packers win this one. 27 to 17 10 point win 27 17 man 10 point win okay well we're bouncing uh, back baby i i i hope you're right about the 10 point win because i i think green bay should bounce back strong um that you know in the last what five six weeks they have been more they've been better than not um you know the giants game really kind of felt like uh you know, I don't know if it was maybe a look ahead game or a fluke or coming off a big high beating the, you know, the defending Super Bowl champions. Um, I think there's still quite a bit for the Packers to work on. Uh, but, you know, if, for whatever reason, too, I don't know why third string quarterbacks that can run, we make them look like Hall of Famers like every time. Um, so, you know, that that part of it doesn't help either. But. I think Green Bay bounces back. I think it's closer um, than what you think, Jimmy. I think the Packers win 26-23. I think it's a close game. Tampa Bay is obviously much better than the Giants. And so if there's any indication there, uh, it's going to be a struggle for Green Bay. But um, being at home, you know, knowing that you got four games left, and if you win all four of them, you're most likely going to the playoffs. I mean, if you don't like, if that doesn't motivate the Packers at this point, th- there is nothing that can. Yep. Like you know, again, win your last four games, and it's like almost impossible for them to miss the playoffs at this point. So yep. you you've got everything in front of you. Go out there, be motivated, and the one thing I hope too, I hope they come out pissed off, like uh, that 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 they that they Absolutely. got beat by the Giants. Like that would be nice to see from from. A Matt LaFleur team because I don't ever feel like when they lose games especially ones that they should win I don't feel like they come out like fired up and angry and that would be nice to see for a change so hopefully they come out with a lot of passion and you know get a get a hard-fought victory because you know you beat the Buccaneers and then you got the Panthers and Bears which should both be wins and then just got to go to Minnesota and take care of business there and again they got a third string quarterback. And by the way, I'm just saying this right now. If the Vikings and Packers on New Year's Eve are playing and they're both like fighting for their playoff lives, there's no reason the Vikings shouldn't strategically start Josh Dobbs and just say, just run and you'll beat the Packers. No reason they shouldn't do that. I don't know if they will, but that's just how I feel about Packers, the Packers playing mobile third string quarterbacks. Yeah, no, 100%. If they're smart, they'll do that. But I don't know. I, I'm confident in this game. One of the, the Lions game was probably the only game, one of the only games this year where you felt the Packers came into that game just hot and ready to go because like they were aggressive from the jump, taking deep shots, taking the ball right away instead of deferring. Uh, Jonathan Owens was just like a dog with rabies, just hitting everybody. Uh, like it was that's that's a time where you seem it seemed like they had a lot of fight in them same with the chiefs again though they have to figure out this is why i think they're gonna come in this game fine is because there's actually reasons to be pissed off now the thing is this young team has to figure out how to come into the games against a crap team like the giants 
and still come into that game pissed off and ready to go. Um, but this one, they should be. There should be no reason for them to come in even keel at all. As LaFour said, they have to piss hot or whatever the heck he says. Because, yeah, there should be some, uh, there should be some fire in this game. Oh, absolutely. Well, I mean, the, the, all the motivation, like I said, it's right there. You lose, you're pretty much done for the year. You win, and you got a good chance. So motivation is all there. They just have to find a way, take advantage, and make the play. So, all right, well, Jimmy, let's wrap this thing up real quick. If people want to follow your work, get in touch with you. How can they do that? Uh, follow me on Twitter, Jimmy underscore C08. Uh, anything I do will be posted there. Work for Packer Report, Wisconsin, all that jazz. Just follow on Twitter and everything will pop up. All right, awesome. And as always, you can follow me on Twitter at producer Nick LB. Um, that'll do it for this week. Enjoy the game, everybody. Hopefully the Packers come out with a bounce back win. And we will talk to you all next week. Thank you so much for listening. And as always, go Packers.